This is MasteryCast. Transformations Around the Globe Modern World History Lesson Number 10 China Resists Outside Influence How did China respond to the West in the 1700s? Due to a strong sense of pride in Chinese culture, China rejected Western ideas and technologies. Why? Ethnocentrism ethnocentrism, believing that they were better than others. Um, also, China was fairly self-sufficient, strong rice production, mining industry, etc. What changed? British merchants smuggled opium, which is a habit-forming narcotic, into China. The results? By 1835, 12 million Chinese were addicted to the drug. The Xing Dynasty was outraged. A high-ranking advisor wrote a letter to Queen Victoria of England, but the pleas to stop selling opium went unanswered. The Opium War resulted, and that was an open clash between British and Chinese. What was the result of the Opium War? Due to inferior military technology, China suffered a humiliating defeat. 1842, China signed a peace treaty, the Treaty of Nanjing. This gave Britain Hong Kong. Another treaty in 1844 gave U.S. citizens and other foreigners extraterritorial rights, making them not subject to Chinese law in many Chinese ports. What internal problems were China, was China faced with? For one, their population. From 1790 to 1850, the population grew by 30%. But food production was not able to accommodate this growing population. What were the results? An increased opium addiction and resentment towards the Xing dynasty for allowing such hardships. What was the Taiping Rebellion? In the 1830s, Hong Shi Chuan recruited Chinese to build a heavenly kingdom of great peace. He built a massive army and took over large areas in southeastern China. In 1853, Nanjing was made the capital. What were the results? Leaders of the Taiping government feuded among themselves with the Xing government, British, and French troops. The rebellion cost 20 million lives, possibly even twice that amount. How did China respond to pressures in the late 1900s? Well, there was a series of reforms. In the 1860, the Dowager Empress Cixi agreed to update the educational system, diplomatic service, and the military, steam-powered gunboats, rifles, etc. 1875, the military ammunition was the largest in the world. A negative ramification of this was that foreigners were hired to oversee. They imported too many raw materials, therefore there was an unfavorable balance of trade that hurt the Chinese economy. How did other nations react to China's vulnerability? Many nations took exclusive control of trade and investment in a particular area via unfair treaties. This was referred to as a sphere of influence. The result of this carving up for exclusive trading rights was that the U.S. was worried the spheres of influence would shut out American traders by colonizing all of China. Therefore, they proposed, the United States, the open door policy. This policy that allowed all countries to trade freely with China with open doors. 
European powers agreed. China was free of colonization, but not foreign control. How did the Chinese government respond to foreign pressures? Due to an increase in nationalism, Emperor Xuanshe, nephew of Empress Dowager, modernized China. The Xing Dynasty reaction. They saw modernization as a threat. They put Xuanshe under house arrest and they executed many reformers. The traditional government officials of China resisted modernization. How did the Chinese people respond to foreign pressures continued? There was a major rebel movement. The people were the boxers. They were poor peasants and workers um, resenting foreigners, especially these special privileges that were given to foreigners, uh, foreigners, Chinese Christians. A result of this movement was the Boxer Rebellion. In the spring 1900, they descended on Beijing, screaming death to foreign devils. In the summer of 1900, a multinational force, the British, the French, Germans, Austrians, Australians, Italians, Russians, Japanese, and the United States defeated the Boxers. What was a result of the Boxer Rebellion? The Xing Dynasty realized changes needed to be made. In 1905, Dowager Empress sent a group of Chinese officials on a world tour. The results were that officials recommended restructuring the Chinese government based on Japan's constitutional monarchy. And the second was that change was slow and social unrest continued. Let's look at modernization in Japan. What did Japan look like in the 17th century? Well, under the Tokugawa shoguns, Japan was tightly ordered under a feudal society. It was over two centuries of peace and prosperity. Why did Japan end its isolation? Well, in 1853, Commodore Matthew Perry from the United States took four ships into Tokyo Harbor. Matthew Perry carried with him a letter from Millard Fillmore essentially stating, allow free trade with the United States. This was delivered with a threat. The result of that proposition or threat was the Treaty of Kanagawa. It forced Japan to open up two ports for U.S. ships to take on supplies. Ultimately, Japan, like China, granted foreigners rights to trade at ports and extraterritorial rights, special privileges to foreigners, were given to many foreign nations. What happened during the Meiji era? The Japanese, like the Chinese, outraged at privileges given to foreigners, expressed resentment. Mutusuhitu, Japan's young emperor, took control in this era is known as the Meiji era, the enlightened rule. He recognized that in order to counter Western ideas, Japan needed to modernize. What did modernization look like? First off, the government. They modeled their government after Germany's strong centralized government. The military. They modeled their army after Germany's highly disciplined army and modeled their navy after Britain's. The education system. They modeled after the United States, universal education and encouragement of studying abroad. And finally, 
industrialization, by early 20th, Japan was modernized and competitive with the West. Unlike China, Japan recognized the need to modernize and did it. How was Japan able to become an imperial power? First off, with military power. Due to rapid industrialization, Japan had several warships and 500,000 trained soldiers. They eventually abolished um, extraterritorial rights. Japanese were able to convince foreigners they would be treated fairly as their legal code was modeled after Europeans. They became an imperial power. Japan believed empire building was a way of protecting its security and economic needs. And so like the Europeans, they participated in the policy of imperialism. Why does Japan attack China? China broke the hands-off Korea agreement in 1885 by using their military to aid the Koreans to stop a rebellion. The results? The Japanese saw this as a violation and marched into Korea and fought the Japanese, the Sino-Japanese War. The Japanese won, drove the Chinese out of Korea, destroyed the Chinese Navy, and started taking over Manchuria. Japan got its first colonies, Taiwan and the Pescadores Islands. Why does Japan attack Russia? Due to Japan defeating China, Russia and Japan emerge as the major powers in East Asia. The results? Japan requests that Russia stay out of Korea and they will respect their rights in Manchuria. Russia refuses, so Japan launches a surprise attack in 1904. The Russo-Japanese War was an embarrassing defeat for the Russians. Roosevelt helped negotiate peace between the two nations. Russia is forced out of Manchuria and to stay out of Korea. This is an incredible, embarrassing defeat for the Russians as they were beat by an Asian nation. What does Japan do with its new power in the region? In 1905, Japan brutally takes over Korea. In 1910, Japan officially annexes Korea or adds on Korea and puts it under Japanese control. The results? They would not allow any public protest in Korea, the Japanese. They shut down Korean newspapers. They replaces the study of Korean language with Jap Japan's history. Japan's annexation of Korea is an example of oppressive imperialism. Let's look at U.S. economic imperialism briefly. Because it's global studies, we will not pay um, in-depth attention to the United States, however. What problems did Latin America face after independence? In the early 1800s, economic unequal distribution of land and massive debt. Politically, dictators, our caudillos, were in power. Most people didn't vote. And their exports, beef, fruits, vegetables to Britain and the United States, now that they were independent, but they didn't industrialize, depended on manufactured imports from the U.S. and Europe. The result? Latin America didn't develop their manufacturing industries. What were the long-term effects of Latin America's problems? Latin American countries used little of their income to build roads, schools, or hospitals. They borrowed money at high interest rates to develop facilities. The result? 
economically, they became enslaved by the United States and European nations as they were unable to pay back loans. What was the United States policy towards Latin America? The U.S. understood that their security depended on having friendly neighbors to the south. The results, the Monroe Doctrine was drafted, stating American continents are not to be considered as subjects for future colonization by any European powers, thus giving Latin America, essentially the United States, had only jurisdiction over South America. How was the Monroe Doctrine tested? The Spanish-American War is a classic example of the Monroe Doctrine being tested. It was Cuba versus Spain for independence. The U.S. backed Cuba and ultimately wins Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippines. Regardless of the help Cuba received, Cuba still resents U.S. intervention. Why? Because the U.S. had substantial business holdings in Cuba, mainly $100 million a year in the sugar industry. How was the Monroe Doctrine tested again? The U.S. wanted to build a canal in Panama to essentially cut the 13,000-mile sea strip by building a canal across Panama. What happened? Colombia, Panama, a province of Colombia, demanded more money from the U.S. The U.S. encouraged Panamanians to revolt. Panama wins against Colombia. What does the U.S. win? A 10-mile zone to build canal as gratitude from the Panamanians. How has the power of the Monroe Doctrine increased? The Roosevelt Corollary, which gives the United States international police power now in the Western Hemisphere. It gave the U.S. the right to intervene in Latin America whenever they wanted to protect their interests, business, security, political. Here's a graphic of Roosevelt's big stick policy. Turmoil and change in Mexico. How did the U.S. clash with the infamous Mexican leader, Santa Ana? In 1845, U.S. annexed Texas. The results? Mexicans were outraged. U.S. invaded Mexico and defeated Santa Ana after two years. 1848, U.S. and Mexico signed the Treaty of Guadalupe. U.S. receives the northern third of what was Mexico, California, and the American Southwest. Santa Ana is ultimately exiled in 1855. Who takes over the Mexican reform movement? Benito Juarez. How was he different than Santa Ana? Well, he came from a poor, orphaned, Zapotec Indian family. He wanted real liberal reforms for his country and people, not just for personal gain. What reforms did he advocate for? In the 1840s and 1850s, he started La Reforma. He advocates for redistribution of land, separation of church and state, increase of educational opportunities. He is exiled by Santa Ana, but later becomes president in 1861. Why did the French get involved in Mexico? Exiled conservative Mexicans plotted with Europeans to take over Mexico from the liberals. 1862, Napoleon III took over the country, but after five years found the struggle was too costly and withdrew. Juarez was reelected and continued liberal reforms. 
He dies, but his legacy left Mexico with relative peace, progress, and reform. What caused the Mexican Revolution? Porfirio Diaz ruled Mexico as a dictator or a caudillo. The positives of his rule, railroads, and industry improved. The negatives, only the wealthy owned land, therefore most people were left uneducated, landless, and poor. The result, frustrations, discontent, caused a revolution in 1910. Who spoke out against Diaz? Francisco Madero. He was educated in the U.S. and France, believed in democracy, exiled to the U.S. and called for an armed revolution against Diaz. Who were the key figures of the revolution? Emiliano Zapata, an Indian, led a peasant revolt in South, known for land reform, helped defeat Diaz. Francisco Pancho Villa, a rebel leader in the North, won the loyalty of a large number of peasants and won big victories against Diaz. Venustiano Carranza, elected president of Mexico in 1917. He approved a new constitution with amendments that are still in place today. What were the long-lasting effects of the revolution? They get the constitution of 1917. Social reforms, like setting up libraries, schools, and land reform, meaning redistribution. Economic nationalism, they worked to establish Mexican-owned industry, rather than be dependent on other countries. And lastly, cultural nationalism. Art began to reflect their history, not just European history. Transformations around the globe, modern world history, lesson number 10. Thanks for listening.